What's good, bro? Welcome to another episode of the Free Game Friday podcast. I'm your host, Jay Don. This week, we're talking fitness with personal trainer, Dante Perry, who's one of the best in the game. Let's hop right into it. Dante, can you give my, my listeners a quick intro into who you are and kind of what you do? Absolutely, man. First of all, appreciate you having me, man. Um, Dante, sure. owner and head trainer of Hybrid Lifestyle, um, a fitness brand that, you know, empowers people to be versatile inside and outside the gym, trying to help them reach their full potential. You know, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. Currently, I'm residing in Houston, Texas, and um, I, I like helping people get in the best shape of their life. Yeah, I like that. And just for uh, the listeners out there that might not know Dante, he's my personal trainer. Um, we do the virtual thing. He's in Houston. I'm in Dallas, but he got a whole app situation where I tap in every single day. He hold me accountable. So it's been dope. Yes, sir. Um, and I know you didn't just wake up and just become who you are today and your brand didn't become what it became um, overnight. You kind of give the listeners kind of just some insight into your journey. What's got you into fitness and stuff like that? You know, it's, um, I never tried to become this. I didn't even know this was possible, to be honest. When I grew up, there was no gyms in North Omaha. You know what I mean? So it wasn't something that I, I inspired to be. Um, I just kind of, you know, lily pad my way into where I am now. And it all started with me being an outside kid. I'm from the neighborhood, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I've always been moving my whole life, you know what I mean? In some type of way, rather it was playing tag or playing sports, you know? So I've, I've been in moving my whole life, but it wasn't really structured until I started playing sports at a young age, you know what I mean? And um, I, once I started to play sports, I started to, you know, take more fitness, more serious, but it wasn't until after I got done with sports, you know, I played in high school, I played in college, I played professional arena football for a couple of years. So it wasn't, it wasn't nothing to train. You know what I mean? That was kind of expected, especially when you're trying to get to the league, but it wasn't until I got hit with that transition of life after sports where um, things started to, you know, be not as consistent as I like to be. And I didn't understand why my, I'm an athlete, but yeah. I had an identity crisis. You know what I mean? Like I didn't see myself as an athlete no more when I stopped playing and I really didn't know how to approach that. And the best way to kind of get my life back in order was to do what I knew how, and that was fitness. So my brand started to become, uh, it was a personal journey of me trying to fix myself and work on myself and find answers to the problems I had. And then I started to have success and I couldn't not tell people about the, the discovery that I was having. You know what I mean? So I always been in the training and helping people. I was 14 years old, galvanizing my team. <laughs> I was a quarterback of the team. So I was, I was always in that, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a path that I pursued. It kind of pursued me. Um, yeah. And I think life kind of got a crazy way of figuring itself out sometimes like that. And you, you kind of gave that perfect example. Um, was there a moment at one point, like where you kind of got to that moment where you was like, where it clicked for you as far as, far as you and fitness? You know, I would probably say in it was several moments that kind of led into, you know, kind of trickled into each other. So I'll probably say the first one was when I was in high school, like 14 or 15 years old, I had got like 40 of my teammates to come work out with me in the morning. You know I mean, like I said, hey, we got morning practice and yeah. I, I was already going, I was going by myself. I had a coach who would try to come up there when he, you know, one of the teachers, you know what I mean? It comes sporadically, but I was always that I was driven you know, cause I wasn't as talented. So I, I was just motivated, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that probably was the first one is like, wow, they actually showed, it was one time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, but so that probably was the first one. Then in college, I was kind of like the, 
the guy that everybody would come to to give workouts in college. And I was a strength and conditioning coach in college too. So I had the mm-hmm. best of both worlds of training the athletes and then going to the rec and training my homies. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of got me, gave me validation of like, okay, it's one thing to train yourself, but it's, you know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't about what you know, it's about what you can teach. You know what I mean? A lot of people, they can train themselves, but when you can get other people to tap into your philosophy and get them the results that they're looking for, it's a total different ball game. So I'll probably say those two. When I was in high school and then when people were tapping into college, that kind of let me know, like, all right, we kind of Yeah. And that's funny that you say that because I remember for the people, well, no one knows, but our significant others, they were roommates in, uh, in college. Yeah. So yeah. when I would be coming or I would be at the dorm, um, I would always, like, I'd be like, where'd Dante go? And, they, and she'd be like, oh, I think he went to the gym. Yeah. And so it's like, it ain't no cap. Like, yeah. I remember, like, we wasn't really connected like that. But every time I remember asking of you, they always like, yeah, hey, he at the gym working out. Um, so that makes sense. Can yeah, you kind of talk about kind of the, how fitness impacts other parts of, like, people's lives and uh, other parts of the body and the mind? You know, that's, that was, um, I always tell people when they look at the logo, you know, the muscle in the brain, they say it's just, it started off as a logo, but then it became a symbol, you know what I mean? A, a representation of how the mind and the body is connected. And when we first started about seven, eight years ago, that it wasn't really, um, it wasn't really that popular, right? Like to say mind, body, soul, spirit, you know what I mean? All that stuff, it was slowly starting to make its way into the mainstream. You know what I mean? Now you can hear it all, 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 all over, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. um, it's absolutely connected in, a lot of time when people start any journey, it's kind of premature. You know what I mean? People want to get into it for vanity reasons. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. as anything, when you start to be consistent with it, it starts to mature into something different. You know what I mean? So it's absolutely, that's what it is for me. And that's what it is for a lot of my clients now, uh, you know, as they mature through their fitness journey, that starts to be a lot more than just the way you look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mental health, just the way you see yourself, your confidence, your self-esteem. Um, your emotional health, spiritual health, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. fitness, you start to tap into it in a way, a, a way deeper level than what you got into it with. And that's something that um, I wasn't aware of when I first got into it. Yeah, and that makes sense. Um, what's some of the things I know most times for physical, uh, personal trainers or physical trainers, um, you got to have certain certifications and stuff like that. Yeah. You kind of talk about the things that you had to do in, in order, like before you got started to get started. Yeah, so... When I first got into it, this was uh, professionally around 2011, 2012, 13. I'm not really good at time frame. So that's when I was like taking classes. I was in college. I got my degree in education and human science, but I was still taking classes. And I got the um, NSAM personal training certification. So I try to go for the highest, the, what, the most credible one in the world. You know what I mean? And yeah. I passed it. So I, I wanted to become credible to my peers. You know what I mean? So you definitely want to make sure that you legit on paper. You know what I mean? So I'm not really um, tapped into it's so different now to compare to when I started or what was required and what, yeah. what was good and what it is. And I'm so removed from the certification where I just try to stay, make sure I'm legit. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, you definitely want to be good on paper and good off paper um, mm-hmm. and making your resume speaks on both sides of the spectrum. So you definitely want to be certified um, in, in, in something. Yeah. And that makes sense. I remember I was, uh, I was going to Ira Western and I was trying to get certified in uh, personal training. Yeah. And I can tell everybody, like, the test you're talking about, it's not an easy test. So, yeah, no, um, no, no, definitely no. got to put in the work. Um, and I know you got your own gym now. Um, did you ever work at a gym before you yeah. got your own gym? Or Absolutely, man. I worked, um, I, I interned, like, I think six different places for free. 
Um, I shadow people, man. I, I, I had to work my way to where I am now. You know what I mean? Um, I, I interned. I was a division. I was an intern for the University of Nebraska Lincoln Strength and Conditioning. So I worked with the Division One athletes. I worked in a rehabilitation center. I worked at Planet Fitness as a trainer. Um, I worked with old people, young people, kids. Um, I was. I worked in five different rec centers as like after school programs where you know you got to be the one to come up in the curriculum with physical yeah you know i mean make a yes. play and stuff so you know i've done a lot of different things and i put myself through a gauntlet to kind of get to where i am now and if what i what i am now is just an accumulation of all of those experiences mm -hmm. and that makes sense would you um like reflecting back if you had like a younger homie or a cousin or a brother what would you say, what would the path that you would recommend to them if they wanted to get in the physical training? Uh, I tell them, bro, listen, you got to go get under somebody for free. You know what I mean? Because they coming to me and they want some, they want to make all the money. I'm like, bro, but you don't know what you're doing yet. You got to mm -hmm. go fail on somebody else's dime, so to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's That was my path. I was... I, I, I was just I was just saying yes to a lot of opportunities, man, stuff that I didn't even think I was qualified for. Like, what do you mean? I'm I got a key to the stadium now. You know what I mean? Like, hold on, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hold on, what but you know, I was bringing all my homies over there. You know what I mean? Like I, I turned it out. It was like yeah. really owning that moment because I knew that if I would have tried to get paid, I wouldn't have been paying attention because I would have got the money. You know what I mean? Mm, I wouldn't have put the game out if I would have spent the money by the weekend. So I really would have been empty handed at the end of the experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just used to tell myself and, you know, most at that time, it was always unpaid internships anyway. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, so I just had to tell myself, like, well, I can't not get paid and I get no game from it. You know what I mean? But they was just teaching me and that knowledge became more lucrative than anything they could have paid me at that time as a young kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's a gem right there because I think that apply to every industry. Um, like you should always, always, I always told like, personally, it's like, you should, if I could do some things over again, I would definitely try to find a job in that industry. Like you basically said, and, uh, like you proof for that. Like if you do start that way, you take your lumps on somebody else dying, like you said, and you eventually become who you are destined to become. Eventually. And I tell them that it's, it's a process though. And I'm not telling you, obviously not to make your breath. Somebody will pay you make your money you know what i mean but right. i think that's keeping people from getting into it you know what i'm saying because um it's a lot to learn man it ain't just about burpees and sit-ups and making it <laughs> man it's a, it's a real profession and yeah um you got to take it serious and the only way to take it serious and know what you're doing and being competent is having somebody who's been there to teach you the ropes mentorships you know what i mean do what mm -hmm. you're doing find hey, if you would if i was you and i would have been found in me which i did but mm -hmm. you know I would have been able to take a quicker path and shortcut if I would have used the internet a lot better, which wasn't really as it was accessible, but it wasn't, we wasn't really tapped into finding mentorship. The, the, the game wasn't accessible as it is now. So people can fast track mm. this stuff a lot more than what it was 10, 12 years ago when I started. So um, they able to get to where I am and further a lot quicker. So I yeah, I to do it that way. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, what's some things that you would recommend or some things that you do personally for continuous education? Because like you said, you got to continue to learn. You got to know what you're talking about. So what's some things that you do? Uh, YouTube, fitness groups, um, um, mentorship groups. You got to put your mm -hmm. money in your mouth. You got to spend a couple of dollars. You know what I mean? You're going to have to. Right. That you stuck in. 
and um, get rid of the get rid of the ones where that's not helping you. Get rid of them fast. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So those are the things I'm always trying to learn, and I'm learning from. I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm learning from my experience. A lot of times people can get really caught into learning, but it's like you haven't applied nothing. You know what I'm saying? So Ooh, that's heavy. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention, and it's self awareness is a part of my continual um, education. Um, paying attention to what I'm actively doing and not what I think I'm doing. What I I try to you know tell my young trainers and my young, hey, you got to get out that notebook and get in the game, get your knees dirty. I want to see some grass stains on your knees. You know what I mean? Yeah. The scars, you're going to have to get out there and look silly in front of the class and um, it's stumble and bumble, but come in here, we're going to get, now we got some data to learn from. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. going to books every now and then, because, you know, I remember when I heard Nipsey say this a long time ago when he, when he was reading Contagious about, man, he said, man, I just read like a paragraph and I closed it and applied it. You yeah, I mean? like, he got what he needed. You know what I'm saying? Worth way more than reading a hundred books, taking a hundred courses, going to a hundred seminars, and doing absolutely nothing with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I took that and I'm and I'm really tried to implement that into my own personal journey of life. Man, I want to be somebody who actually applied the things that I learned, not just you know um, taking all this stuff in and then not really doing nothing with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's a lot of people in this generation because the internet, like you said, is so accessible. Courses are so accessible. It's a lot of we call them. Uh, we call them like I think people in my real estate group they call them course junkies because they get every course but they don't apply nothing. So it's like, yeah, you got all this information, but you still at square one, square uh, one with square bro. zero. So and the, and the goal is always progress and results. You know, what I mean that's how we measure the scoreboard is where you are compared to where you were and are you moving. You know what I mean? Like what's the point? Yep. We gotta be able to track some metrics and um we don't you can't we don't get uh points off of um, internal feelings and, and information. We have to be able to apply the things and get tangible, measurable metrics and um, being able Facts. to keep score that way. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Progress over profession, uh, perfection. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know, like, I've been watching you for some years, like, build it up and uh, in the foreign, because you moved to Houston. You know what I mean? You weren't from Houston. And I've watched you um, build your gym up, build your brand up in that market and still touch uh, people on our, where we from, Omaha, Nebraska. How have you built up your gym to what it is and your brand to what it is? Man, I failed my way to success, man. It's been, it was um, not even, what's success? Success is subjective, you know what I mean? Like, what is that? You know what I mean? And just learning how to, be consistent enough to give somebody the results they want that's inside my jurisdiction of being able to provide that consistently. You know what I mean? The results that my people get is systematic. You know what I'm saying? It's not accident or it's not, um, it's not on, it's not inconsistent. That's why we got 10 years old, people in their forties, you, I mean, how are yeah. able to get in there? Because it took years to build up a system that is congruent with, my own personal values and what they're looking for too. So I don't go outside my jurisdiction. I'm good at what I do because I'm good at what I do. I yeah. don't do what I don't. And a lot of trainers, they get in trouble because they're, we are kind of looked at as everything. Nutritionists, so work on your injuries. <laughs> we got to work on your mental health. We got to work on this. We got to help you build fat, lose muscle, count calories, da, 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 da. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is what I'm good at. I'm staying in bounds. I'm staying in my lane. And I know how to score 50 in this in this sector you know what i mean yeah um i feel comfortable i'm in pocket that don't mean you can't expand and grow but that means just doing what you're good at doing what you're comfortable with and growing within your room you know what i mean and growing yeah. within 
where you feel a lot of people say you got to get uncomfortable. I say, but you got to be a little comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, comfort yes. ain't bad. You know what I mean? And, you know, I think when people start to do too much, that's when they start to go off the rims and start to be on goofy time to make some money. You know what I mean? And yeah. I've been on. So uh, we've, we've been, you've, I've been able to build it with not just the being a good judge of character outside of just being a good judge of talent. You know what I mean? Because we want to see people come in here and do burpees and jumps and look good for the camera. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. who are these people? You know what I'm saying? And I learned that in sports, working with the athletes. You know what I mean? You can get the best talent on the field, right? But when you're building a culture, gym is a culture. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You got to make sure that you got you to gotta be able to spot the red flag. And I ain't just in that fitness. That's what anything. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that helped me a lot. Yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense. Systems and, like you said, building that culture, that can really get you whatever you want out of any business, um, I think. Um, and I know you kind of, you've been at different gyms, you've worked at different gyms, you have a gym. Um, what's something you look at, like, as a personal trainer, what's something you look at for a building to say, okay, I need X, Y, Z in this place in order for me to put a gym here? Um, location matters. I, I've been in a lot of bad locations and try to overcome that. It's just not worth the squeeze, you know what I mean? Like you want to be visible. People want to be able to see you from the street. One that I was previously see previously at, they, they'll confine you if you're good, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, you know, it's always good, especially living in a big city. We got access to a lot of people going up and down. You want to be able to be visible and people can pop in. You know what I mean? It's like a commercial. When they see it, they get interested. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one. And then you need to know your style of training. And being able to see how you will be able to train at capacity in that facility. You know what I mean? A lot of times people, you're going to work with it, you're going to boogie, you know what I mean? But I like open space. I really don't like a lot of machines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm visualizing it. I like to see, all right, how, what's our capacity and what can we do in here? And one of, the, one of my fitness coaches gave me some good game. He said that one of the CrossFit gyms wanted to all, they capacity got cut by almost 60% because they was doing double unders with a jump rope. You're like, bro, oh, you missed wow. out on 60% for double unders? Take the double unders out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. Like, do double unders in here. Get 60 more, 50 more people in, or whatever more based on one exercise. So I'm always trying to put, is it visible to the public on on and offline? Um, what type of movements? Can I still get my hybrid lifestyle workout in in here? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, I'm not gonna lose my the the, the integrity of our movement and um, making sure that the exercises you know is conducive to to the space that we got and not trying to do too much and then costing you money. You know what I mean? So yeah. Think of it um, holistically. Yeah, and that make a lot of sense. Um, what's something? Cause you kind of touched on a couple of things, like looking at buildings, like. From, uh, not looking at buildings, but being visible because at your last gym, yeah. you weren't probably the, the gym wasn't as visible. Um, what's something that you wish you knew about the industry? And it could be building wise or just as a trainer in general that you wish you knew uh, before you got into the industry. Um, you need to learn how to market, bro. You're gonna have to get people. You're gonna have to get some foot traffic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care how good of a trainer you are. It's hard to train air <laughs> you feel me so you need to learn how to get people in your gym consistently and figuring out um how to do that online and offline and create some type of in, in a systematic way you know what i mean mm-hmm. that was something i'm a i'm more of an in-person person not really online like that you know but i have i have to develop that skill i'm currently developing it more you know what i mean being more visible but that was the big struggle i had man i the people that come stay 
but we wasn't getting more people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. My generation was poor, and I didn't understand why. And I was like, well, when the last time you told somebody about it? When, how are you marketing? And it, it took me a long years to overcome that, and really still overcoming it to my own, in my own way. Yeah. You know, man, you got to, especially when you got an overhead, dog, you need to be able to keep foot man. Track people in it it's not as different when you ain't got no overhead you know what i mean but when mm -hmm. the lights got to stay on and the rent got to be paid in a facility outside your home regardless the pressure is on you know what i mean yeah and a good kind of pressure but it's a real pressure especially when we went through covid and all that you know what i mean you got to navigate a lot of different things outside of helping people reach their fitness goals you know what i mean yeah. i wasn't aware of that because when I worked in different gyms and interning, they I would just show up. They already there, you know what uh -huh. I mean? So I would <laughs> yeah. with a boogie, you know what I mean, and help them. But it wasn't until I stepped out, I'm like, oh wow, so who's gonna get this snake out of here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> where else? So okay, well, who's gonna fix the toilet? You gotta navigate all of that and still be able to give the the what people come and pay for. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, being able to understand the full totality of running a business versus being a trainer and real and ask yourself. Do you want to run a business or do you want to be a trainer? Because they're not mm. they're not one in the same. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, a lot of trainers make that make that um make that mistake, and it don't take long for them to realize that you're gonna have to get some leads and you're gonna have to run a business and not just train people. Yeah, and that make a lot of sense too. Um, what you? Because at the end you said there's a difference between like just being a trainer and running a business as a trainer. Would you recommend, because I know a lot of people, like, we're in a space now where a lot of people just want to be entrepreneurs. Um, they don't want to work under a different umbrella or nothing like that. Uh, what would you recommend for somebody fresh out of uh, getting certifications and stuff like that? Um, would you recommend them go? Which route would you recommend them to go? Man, I would. Um, that You're right, bro. That is a big thing right now of a lot of people pushing ownership and I be feeling like a hypocrite because I be trying to tell them like, bro, I don't know if you're ready for this. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I'm glad I it wasn't pushed on me. I kind of went grow into it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are going into entrepreneurship prematurely, and I probably would recommend, especially at the beginning, entrepreneurship when you are working with somebody. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Even if you're under their umbrella, you still operating as your own. You know what I mean? Um, and regardless if you're owning your own business or not, you need to be the boss of yourself. You need to be Ooh, operating every way you do as a business. You know what I mean? So regardless if you are um, owning your own thing, I definitely would, like I said at the beginning, I probably wouldn't recommend you coming out the blocks with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-uh. You uh -uh. I, I would definitely go, go get your knees dirty on somebody else done because people need help and you don't know what you're doing and you got to humble yourself. Entrepreneurship and athletics will humble you. You know what I mean? And I recommend people to, to go work with somebody who know what they're doing and then actually see if this is what you want to do for a term or not, because when this is how you pay your bills, um, you don't have room for incompetence. You know what mm. I mean? So you're going to have to know what's, know what's cracking and know what to do. And you're going to learn it on the job as well. But there's a lot of things that I've learned and I didn't learn when I was working with and around other people um, that was more successful than me. So I definitely wouldn't recommend entrepreneurship to people who are premature and not ready. Yeah, I definitely, uh, it definitely hit different. Like you said, when you all in on this and you on your own dime for every aspect. So that's a good point. Um, and you, you, like you brought up a couple of times, kind of athletics and entrepreneurship. And I know how I feel personally about the two, but do you feel like there's some correlation in between the two? 
um, with being an athlete and kind of entrepreneurship, like even not a direct correlation, but like mentally, do you think being an athlete kind of set you up for that or? I'm going to be honest. Absolutely. It's the mentality that um, saved my life and how I live my life for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. told myself, I'm a, that was my identity my whole life. Everybody asked me, when's your next game? How's it going? Are you a good job, bad job? You know what I mean? Like that's how I view myself. And um, I just told myself, I'm going to be an athlete forever. I just, I'm playing a different sport now. You know what I mean? The sport is different. And yeah. The sport of business is a lot of principles. It's principles that you learn on the field. You know what I mean? Teamwork, discipline, studying, accountability, coaching, um, um, guidance, um, um, scheduling. You know what I mean? Like all of that we learned on the field, watching film. You know what I mean? Like everything we did in sports, regardless of how, how, what level you are on, um, all of those principles can be uh, applied to the business world. and vice versa, you know, so absolutely, I definitely take that. And I think the most dangerous, most rare person in the world is somebody with the athletic body in mind and compared with the mind and the body of an entrepreneur. Those two yeah. are a force, you know what I mean? So, right. Uh, being physically and mentally capable as an athlete and being as creative and as versatile as you are as an entrepreneur, um, you're, you're, you're cold-blooded, you know what I mean? Right. So for sure combine for sure and i definitely agree with you I, like i'll be it'd be some things like i go through as an entrepreneur and i'd be like uh man this remind me of like a basketball game you know what i mean it's like you gotta kind of take what the defense is giving you and it's mm-hmm. the same it's the same with football it's like sometimes you get in the modes where it's like you either play offense and uh or you play defense you know what i mean and i think it definitely correlates too so i definitely second um what you what you were saying um and I know you've been big on kind of getting your kind of getting in with somebody who's already started the business or working for a business when you're first coming in. And there's somebody that's looking to do what you do. Do you have any other recommendations for them to kind of get started or where they should start at? Kind of a uh, a first step. Yeah. Um. All in my in my in my um. You need to start with the people you know. You know that was always my thing. I started with the people I know, my friends, my peers, but. You got to try to transition out of there as quick as possible because, you know, they're not going to be your biggest customers. You know what I mean? You're going to have to pivot to, to strangers. You know what I mean? But mo- most of the time when you're starting, you ain't got no social proof. Who are you? How we know you're good enough? You know what I mean? So that's one. And you, you need to physically be a representation of the things you're trying to promote. So you got to get in shape. Can't be chubby out here trying to promote fitness. It's not going to work. You know what I mean? Right. You need to be a direct, and that ain't even no shade. It's the truth. People want a representation of the the what they want to be. They want to be inspired by the results you have. You know what I mean? So, and mm-hmm. that don't mean you got to be in bodybuilding. That that don't mean to be on this algorithm by um tip. You know what I mean? Like that, you ain't got to look algorithm fit, but you need to right. something that you actively live in. And I think people respect that more offline because you're able to communicate it more more fluently than the people who you see on the internet, people that have turned people off if they figured out what, what they really got to do to look like. Yeah. So um, just living it and people will start to get curious. And then you take a couple people and document their journey and in a systematic way, you'll be surprised on how things start to take off. Yeah. And I think that's, that's some good points. Um, and I know just knowing what your brand is and what it stands for, 
do you think there's a correlation between uh, physical health? And this is kind of off topic, but do you think it's a correlation between physical health and mental health? Absolutely, man. You know, everything is connected. You know what I mean? Depending on which dimension you live in, you'll be able to see it and articulate it. You know what I mean? But um, we are multidimensional and life is a blend. You know what I mean? Your money is connected to your mental health. Your mental health is connected to your relationships. Uh-huh. Your job. Your job is connected to your personal well-being and your hygiene. You know what I mean? It's all right. related. Um, and that was always where the lifestyle part came in at versus naming it hybrid fitness or Dante fitness. I'm just like, bro, when I'm fit, I'm better in this category. When I'm in better in this category, I'm better in that category. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm off, and when I'm not on my square, this is affected. My relationship is affected. My money is affected. So fitness has always been the catalyst to inspire and to advance myself in other areas of my life. I'm not a gym rat, to be honest. I don't really, you know what I mean? I do my thing. I do my thing for an hour or so. And yeah. Then I let that help me in the other areas that I that I want to succeed in. So I want to be as well-rounded and versatile as possible. And I think fitness and the mental health is just a correlation of how one, they both one and the same. And our logo is trying to be a symbolic figure of that. Yeah, and that's dope. I think y'all definitely got that spot on um, with that. Um, what's something, because I know a lot of people, they kind of, they don't, like, even though, I, like, I, I look at personal trainers now, not at, not at them personally, but like, it's like, you know, everybody wants to be a real estate agent. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a personal trainer. I think it's oh easy. God, you know what I mean? And it kind of, it annoys me kind of, cause I'm like, it ain't really what you think you, you're getting into. What's some of the, like some of the misconceptions or something that annoys you from the outside looking in like that, the perception that people have on either the industry, what you guys do or how easy you guys have it. Um, I, Pretty much all of it annoys me. I ain't gonna cap. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Also, but I like it because the cream always rises to the top. You know what I mean? If you Facts. really say you are, we'll see. And people are getting exposed. The industry is getting more exposed, more about how people got to where they are and what they're doing and the scams and the schemes that they're doing. And I take it personally because I know these people personally, not necessarily the fitness people, but the people who are getting the nets. You know what I mean? Yeah. They come to me in real life. They're not internet characters and avatars and profile pictures and comments to me. Right. Name, I know their middle name. I know where they live. You know what I mean? Like, I know these are human. The fitness industry is not humanized enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, when you can humanize it, you, 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 I get a little attitude when people don't take it serious. You know what I mean? And I'm definitely on the helmet when it comes yeah. to exposing it in my own way. I don't really do it on the internet as much. Um, just cause that ain't just my temperature, you know what I mean? Right. Um, a lot of people think that, um, it's just, we live in a cessation culture, you know what I mean? And if you're not cessational, if you're not a millionaire, you broke, if you're not backstage ready, you ain't, you fat. If you're not this, you that, you know what I mean? So, um, I think that's the biggest misconception right now that, um, we're getting constantly pumped into the luxury, um, sensation, um, very, high, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. cars, exotic, you know what I mean? Everything yeah. is exotic. And from my experience, most people don't really want that. You know what I mean? Like um they cool with with better improvement. You know what I mean? Like yeah. because if I told you what it took to actually get it and how they got it, I think like I said earlier, it turns people off. So uh-huh. you know, I just try to do it in a more subliminal way of what we represent through our results and how we move versus calling it out you know, um, 
one to one, unless we have to. But yeah, yeah my biggest thing right now is just um, the, the, the mm-hmm. and that make a lot of sense. Um, and now we've kind of reached the end of the podcast. What's some free game you'd like to leave the audience with? It could be for somebody that's looking to get in the industry, or it could be something on a personal level. Just some free game you'd like to leave them with. Um, I just say, bro, just start, man. You got to start. You got to get some skin in the game now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this is urgent, man. Fitness is um, it's becoming more popular and it's becoming more um, more mainstream. It's a big industry, you know, but um, you got to do the, the biggest regret you're going to have is not starting earlier. You know what I mean? So I just tell people to start now, get with somebody. Um, even if it's a bad experience, you need to, you know, link up, get some, you know, and um, get some guidance, get some game. This podcast and things like this is a is a good start to find it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but fitness is an action sport. You know what I mean? You can't get fit on the couch. You know what I mean? So you got to make sure that you start now, regardless of what that start looks like. It'll change throughout. Um, but um, immerse yourself, man. Don't be afraid to look embarrass yourself at the beginning because that just comes with the game. Yeah, I like that advice, too. Fell forward. Um, and there's going to be some people that might want to get in the industry or might even want to tap in t- with you to get some training going. Uh, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Um, you can follow me at personally at Don underscore Lowry, D-O-N underscore L-O-W-R-Y. Um, you can follow all us on social media on the hybrid lifestyle page, um, hybrid, um, L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E lifestyle. Um, we got a youth performance page as well. Um, tapping in with the youth, man. Um, putting this type of game and putting this type of character building sports performance, you know, um, helping them get better on and off the field and want us to really support that because the youth need that. You know what I mean? This is something that is a dire need. It's less performance. It's less um, coaching. It's less game. You know, less opportunities for these kids to actually physically go to somewhere and move around. You know what I mean? And um, that's something that we are um, really, really tapping into. Something I've been a part of my whole life. It's shaking. I was a part of the Boys and Girls Club. You know what I mean? And um, mm-hmm. what we're doing with those kids, especially we got kids that's nationally ranked top you know got kids on the usa team we train i got seven to 15 teams right now who come in and train. you know what i mean so that i want people to really support the youth because they got next and we got now and they watching us so um yeah so tap in with don lowry myself um dante my real name but we go by don lowry on the internet um at hybrid lifestyle at hybrid lifestyle athletics for the youth and um i ain't hard to find man tap in with me free game Thanks for tapping in to another episode of the Free Game Friday podcast. If you haven't already, please like this episode, subscribe to our podcast, and share it with a friend. Thanks, be blessed, catch y'all next week. Free Game. Free Game.